Praise God. Praise God. I want to pastor's appreciation. It was just his pastor's birthday. And I want to wish him a happy birth, belated happy birthday publicly and happy, happy pastor's appreciation. And we wouldn't be here without you guys. We wouldn't be in Parkersburg without these, the greatest pastors on the face of this earth. They deserve that. I think we can do better than that. Amen. And I love them. And I thank them for helping our daughter, loving her, getting her onto the organ. I'm going to be honest with you, Sister Strand. I have told my daughter for probably at least six years, seven years, I want you to play the organ. <laughs> and she's like, Dad. I, I said, Marley, you, you need to learn the organ. I love it. And she comes back one Sunday from Newark, and she's like, I'm going to learn how to play the organ. I'd have sent her up here a long time ago if I'd have known that. But thank you for investing in me and not only myself, but my family. And I am indebted to you all tremendously, and I love you all. Before I get into the Word tonight, I have a, a request that I need your help with, this whole church. Tonight, just right up the road at the James Cancer Center, is a good friend of mine, uh, new in church. I just baptized him just uh, two or three weeks ago. Dalton Hart uh, is in the hospital battling uh, leukemia. He's up there having uh, chemotherapy, and he isn't allowed to leave. He'll be up there at least to the 24th or the 25th of this month, and then he'll have to go back uh, monthly for two years. And so Dalton is tuned in tonight, and he's, he's with us live. So what I want, I would love this church to do, this church is a praying church. I want you to stand to your feet tonight, please. And Sister Showstrand, I'd like for you to pray. My name's Dalton. Dalton, we're going to pray for you right now, buddy. I'm believing for the miraculous. Let's all pray, church. Lord, we love you and we thank you for Dalton. We know that you are able to do all things well. God, we thank you right now. It is no mistake that he is there in that place. You have your hand on him. And we're asking you to stretch out your healing hand right now in the room where he is. You are in the room. And we're asking you, Lord, to let your presence flow from this sanctified house of worship where we're lifting our hands right now to you. And we're asking that the Holy Ghost would flow from this place. Lord, let the power Give him hope. Give him peace. Give him an assurance that you are with him now. Jesus. This very moment in the name of Jesus and let the church say amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. We love you, Dalton. Praying for you, buddy. 2 Samuel chapter 23, verses 11 through 12. We'll start here tonight. And I believe I probably have used this passage here 
in the past, but we're redirected there again tonight. And it says, And after him was Shammah, son of age, Herite. And the Philistines were gathered together to the troop, where a piece of ground full of lentils, and the people fled from the Philistines, stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and slew the Philistines and the Lord wrought a great victory. I'm going to say this. When everybody was running, Shammah stopped in the midst of a field of lentils, a pea patch is where he stopped at. He stopped in the middle of a pea patch and simply said, I'm not running anymore. This is where I make my stand. Tonight I'm asking some of you, I'm talking to some of you. Tonight you're going to make a stand. Tonight you're going to do something different than you've ever done before. You're going to stand firm. You're going to stand your ground. Let me say this, when Shammah stood in the pea patch, when he stood, God stood with him. There's people in here today, you feel like you're standing all alone. But I tell you, you're not. God is standing beside of you. Because you've got to realize, before this passage that I just read, in verses 8 through 10, it was talking about David. How he had 600 mighty men of valor. And it was talking about how one man, one man killed 800 by himself. And then here in verse 11 and 12, Shammah, one of... David's mighty men stood there in the midst. And you can go to Ezekiel 48 and 35 and it talks about Jehovah Shammah, which means I am the Lord who is there. I come to tell you whatever you're walking through, whatever you're standing in, whatever pea patch you're in tonight, God is standing there. Don't give up. Stand in it. Stand your ground. Stand firm. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, no matter what the dilemmas are in your life, no matter what life throws in your way, I want this church to remember tonight that we serve the God Jehovah Shammah. That's the God that we serve. Yes. So tonight I want to take us on a, a little history lesson, if that's okay. Yes. I told you this is going to be a little different than, than I normally preach, but I want to take you on a history lesson. And uh, there was a man by the name of uh, there was a man by the name of James Lawrence, who was a military captain. Some of you might have read about this in history, but he commanded the USS Chesapeake during the War of 1812. And on June, on June the 1st of 1813, his crew was locked in a fight with the British, HMS Sharon. And James Lawrence was shot. And as he was grasping for life, his crew had taken him into the bottom of the ship as he was dying. The ship was being riddled with bullet holes and cannon fire. And as James Lawrence is being carried down into the 
bottom of the ship. He kept on yelling and screaming up at the top of his lungs, don't give up the ship. Don't give up the ship is what he was yelling. He was screaming it. That was Lawrence's last command was don't give up the ship. Shortly after his passing, a naval officer, Commodore Perry, enlisted a prominent local person from Erie, Pennsylvania to make the flags with the words stitched in it. He commissioned somebody to make a flag that said, don't give up the ship. So his fellow friend, Commodore Perry, enlisted this person to make the flag. And in September the, 8th, or September the 13th, or September the 20th of 1813 in Lake Erie, this flag was flown and a symbol of victory and perseverance over the presiding ship, the USS Lawrence, that had just been built. They defeated the Royal Navy, and they cut off the British and the Indian fighters and their Western supplies. And that original flag still is on display today at the United States Naval Academy. And I want to turn your attention not to just the flag, but I want to turn your attention to what the Navy says that this flag stands for. What the Navy says that this flag stands for. They say it's a rally cry that inspires us to do more. And I, I, I want to I make a charge to the apostolic church tonight. Let the naval flag be our flag tonight. Let it be a rally cry to inspire us to do more for the kingdom of God. To do more for the cause of Christ. The flag also stands to not give up. I want to talk to somebody tonight that you're thinking about throwing in the towel. You feel like you're spiritually on your last leg. I come to tell you tonight, I came to simply preach a simple message. Don't give up the ship. You've been in this thing too long. Don't give up the ship. It also stands for the core values of honor, courage, and commitment. It means to get the mission done. And my absolute favorite, the flag stands for do not compromise. I believe we can glean something from this flag in the apostolic church today. I believe that we can glean something from its value. And, and so today I came here to simply preach a message that we as apostolic church in 2023 need to stand our ground. And I come to tell you, I'm preaching this tonight. Don't give up the ship. Don't give up the ship. You've been in this too long. You've stood it too long. Don't Give up the ship. So let's take the values of this flag and let's apply it into our walk. Let, let this stand for our core values. Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. 
I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Let me, let me stop. I'm going to take a pause here. Reasonable service. I think of reasonable service, and that's just, just what's expected, just what I should do. Not above and beyond. It's just what we should do. I come to tell you, we ought to live. For, this is our reasonable service. We ought to live for God with everything that we've got. We ought to follow the scriptures with everything that we've got. We ought to live this thing on Sunday and Saturday and Friday and Monday. and We, 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 ought, to just, we ought to just put all in tonight. This is my, I'm preaching to me, this is my reasonable service. This is my baseline. This is where I start. This is my reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. Who would want to be conformed to this thing that we call the world that we live in? But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind and ye may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I come to tell you the church's core values ought to be this scripture right here. That I am going to do my reasonable service. That I'm going to do good. That I'm going to, I'm going to do the acceptable work of God. I'm going to do the will of God in my life. I cannot give up the ship now. I was made to live for God. I w I, listen, I was created in that world to operate in this world I come to tell you this is who we are we've came way too far to give it up now 1 Corinthians 3 and 16 and 17 I'm still talking about our core values here know ye not that, that you're, you are a temple of God and, and that the spirit of God dwell in you he dwells inside of you and if any man defile the temple he shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy. Which temple are ye? Listen, you're worthy. You are the temple of God. He loves you. He looked down and seen fit, and he said, there is a vessel that is not perfect. There's a vessel that's got cracks, and, and it, it's just a, a messed up vessel. But I can mold it. I can shape it. I can fix it. I can, I can put it back on the wheel and I can, I can mend it. And, and when, I, when I put my hands on this thing, when I, when I, I can fill it up. And he's seen you and he said, yes. Yes, you are good enough. I'm going to fill you up. I'm going to mold you and make you. I'm going to Listen, we are. We are the temple of God. You've got to understand who you are. You are a vessel that holds all the power that hell shakes and trembles. Trembles at that. Let me tell you something. Satan trembles at the power that you hold inside your temple. This is our core. Let's go on and be courageous. 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for so much as ye know. That your labors is not in vain in the Lord. I come to tell you today. Some of you have some of you've worked in the kingdom for many, many years. Some of you have gave and gave, knocked doors and knocked doors and, and 
taught Sunday school and, and you just feel like you went nowhere. I come to tell you, you've done the work of God. Keep on doing the work of God. Let's not slow down until the trumpet sounds. Let's not slow down until we draw our last breath. It's not time to give up now. It's not time to back down now. It's not time. It's not time to surrender the ship now. Church, I come to tell you, Apostolic Church, don't give up the ship. Stay in this thing. We have to stay committed. 2 Timothy 4 and 7. I have fought a good fight. I finished my course. I have kept the faith. I come to tell you, you have got to fight the good fight. Stand firm. Square your shoulders against sin. It's time that we raise our chin. It's time that we look at our adversary in the face. I've got to fight, but I'm going to finish my course. I'm going to finish what I've started. My family is coming back. But listen, the backsliders are coming home. Satan, you think you've won. Satan, you think you've got them. But I got news for you. I'm not giving up the ship. I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping until they all come home. The prodigals are coming home. I promise you, this mission will be done. I am going to finish my course. I'm going to keep my faith. I'm not going to give up the ship. The next naval definition of this flag was to complete the mission. And we've got a mission that's got to get done. Matthew 4 and 19 says, And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. If we follow Jesus, he's going to make us fishers of men. Luke 14 and 23 says, And the Lord said unto the servant, Go into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Listen, we have outreach. I know you all do too. We have outreach and I can't tell you, I could probably say on one hand, the time that we've knocked on a door and that person has came to the church. But every single time we do outreach, somebody from another section of town shows up. So I, I've just come to the, I've just came to the understanding. If I knock this neighborhood and they don't come, if I've got lost loved ones in this neighborhood, I'm not going to that neighborhood. That was a joke. Okay, you can laugh. But God blesses. Our efforts. We are commissioned to witness. We're commissioned to do his mission. We're commissioned to win the lost. Our job is, and I've said this here a thousand times if I've said it once, our job is depopulate hell and to populate heaven. It's to depopulate hell and to populate heaven. It's to depopulate hell and to populate heaven. Let me tell you something. Satan was cast down like lightning onto this earth and he had a vendetta against God. That's, why, that's what he tried to do to Adam and Eve in the garden. He tried to foil the plan but God came back as a spotless lamb. I'm out of my notes now. I'm sorry. But he came back as a spotless lamb. I want to tell you, all through history, Satan has tried to foil God's plan. And what he's trying to do, he's trying to attack your families. He's trying to attack your lives. He's trying to get in your marriages. He's trying to get in your homes. And I want to tell you something today. We have a mission to do. Don't let Satan foil our plans. Don't give up 
the ship. Don't give up the ship. We can't. The last thing in the naval code, what this flag stands for is not to compromise. Jesus said this way. He said in John 14 and 15, if you love me, keep my commandment. He also said, you will be hated for my namesake. Hebrews 11 and 25 says it this way. Choose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. I want to tell you something. We can't compromise this thing. We can't water down this. We can't water down this word. I don't, I, I, I don't, I think about... Three-quarter of you is not with me right now. I'll get you there, okay? What's the sense in believing half of it? And getting rid of the other half. Which half's right? What gives anybody the right to cherry-pick something out of this thing and say, well, I'll live by this and not... Listen, I tell you, we cannot compromise on this thing. We are living too close to the second coming of Jesus. We cannot give up the ship. What I fear, though, what I fear is, do you understand that pirates, 16, 1700s, the pirates would, would sail their ships and they all had their own flags... Some of you, I know this from reading history. Some of you might know this from watching Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know. But the ships would come together and they would face off with each other. And what they did, they had their own flags. Blackbeard had his own flag. All these, these pirate kings or pirate lords that they called them had their own flags. And they called them colors. And as these ships would face each other, one of the captains would yell to the crew hoist the colors and they would raise the flag up the mast real high and the other ship if they hoisted their colors the fight was on and if they didn't they turned a rudder and they went in the opposite direction this is what I fear with the church nowadays I fear that we we are living with our flag at half mast I fear that, yeah, I don't want to give up on this thing, but I, I, I just, I just, it's so hard to live it. It's so hard to walk it. I'm just, I, you know, on Sundays I'll raise it, and then on, on through the week, it's just, you don't understand, preacher. It's just hard. I challenge you today. Get in this thing with everything that you have. Don't sell out. Don't give up the ship. Don't give up the ship. Listen here, church. I've got a son that's not in church tonight. I cannot give this thing up. I can't give up the ship. I can't give this thing up. I come to tell you, I, I need to stay in this thing with everything I've got. I will not give up the ship. I can't give it up. I can't give it up. I'm going to live on the Word. I'm going to walk the Word. I'm going to live the Word. I'm going to spread the gospel. I'm going to stand for the core values. Don't give up the ship. Be seated. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. 1 John 2, 
16 through 17 says it this way. It says, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away in the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. I come to tell you, this thing is worth standing for. Don't give up now. We're too close. We're too close. Sell out. Sell out. Sell out. There are some, some manners in which I'm going to go ahead and clarify that we might compromise on. There's some things that we can compromise on. I know some of you are sitting uncomfortable in your seat right now. Thinking, where's he going with this? What's he talking about compromise? Listen, the color of the carpet, we can compromise. Oh. What type of vehicle my family drives or your family drives, we can compromise on that. When, when to schedule our family vacations, okay. I, we can compromise on that one, honey. Where we're going to go eat after church, I can compromise with you on that one. But I come to tell you today, when it comes to the Word of God, when it comes to our core values, when it comes to our biblical beliefs, when it comes to, to our, our standard, when it comes to, to the way we live and what we do, I come to tell you, I won't back up. I won't back down. I tell you what you need to do. You need to get behind this man and this woman of God, and you need to stand firm on that. And whatever they say, you need to not question it. You need to just mark it you need to live it when he says hey let's do this you ought to say can I start right now well, I tell you what you ought to do you ought to cover them in prayer you ought to start fasting a day or two a week for, for your man and woman of God I come to tell you don't give up the ship they're not giving it up they're fighting hell every single day for you they're not giving up the ship honey I come to tell you the least that we could do for us and our family is not give up the ship don't give up the ship stand firm in this thing don't give up the ship that's yours don't give up the ship don't compromise don't, don't compromise don't compromise stand on the word of God stand on it some of you might have been thinking, hey, is all this stuff necessary? Honey, if it wasn't necessary, it wouldn't be in the book. It wouldn't be in the book. Folks in here tonight, you say, I, I've, I don't know how I got to where I was. I don't, I don't, I don't know how I got here. It's simple. Some of you in here may have gave up the ship a while ago. It's okay. The ship's still afloat. The ship's still in really good shape. And there's still room in it for you. We can get you back in tonight. Some of you have just been treading water for years. Tonight's your night to get back in the boat. Some of you have gave it up, but guess what? There's still time to get back in this thing. Some of you have been teetering on whether to jump or whether to stay. 
I come to tell you, put both feet in the ship and put your hands to the oar and start paddling. It's time that we don't give up the ship. There's folks in here tonight, you've never been in the ship. Why well, come to tell you tonight's your night? Tonight's your night. What do you do? How do I do this? I'll tell you how you do it. It's simple. You repent of your sins. Peter said it in the book of Acts to repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You want to get in this thing? You want to get in the ship? That's how you get in it. You start at an altar. You repent of your sins. You go down in a watery grave in the name of Jesus. You get filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's how you get in this thing. And when you do, you seal yourself in and you don't give up the ship. We're all standing tonight. We have anybody in here that was in the Navy? Anybody in here that was in the Navy, retired or anything from the Navy or was in the Navy? Sound man? He didn't hear me. I challenge you tonight. It's so easy just to go with the flow. It's so easy just to just to blend in with church. It's easy just to slip in and sit down and just to slip out. It's easy to be half in and half out. But I'm calling on you tonight. I'm calling on you tonight to hoist your colors and don't compromise the word. Don't give up the ship. The ship's worth fighting for. I promise you the ship that we're in right now, this ship will not sink. This ship will stand the, the, stand the ages of time. It'll stand the battle. If you'll just stick in this thing, if you'll just stay in this thing, if you'll just listen to the captain, if you'll just listen to the words of the man at the helm, I promise you, he's going to lead this ship over to glory. I promise you, when the trumpet sounds, you've got a captain. You've got captains here that's going to lead you all the way. I come to tell you, you've been in this too long. Don't give up the ship. So today, tonight in closing, I, I want to open this altar up tonight to some folks maybe you're you're not where you should be with God maybe you've just kind of just been teetering in church for a while this was for you tonight get in this thing sell out sell out some of you folks might have some loved ones that's not in church maybe some prodigals I can promise you one thing prodigals watch the church they're watching us they're seeing if we're giving up or not they want to know if we're going to give up on them I come to tell you stand strong hoist your colors the prodigals are coming home amen the prodigals are coming home I believe it they're watching what we're doing So tonight I challenge you. 
Don't give up the ship. Let's get back to where we used to be. Do you remember the Sundays when you would come to an altar and you prayed and you, you buried your face in the carpet and you, you cried your eyes out? Do you remember when's the last time you danced before the Lord? I'm just asking, was it the, the day you received the Holy Ghost? When's the last time you, you prayed in the Holy Ghost? Tell you, I can't afford to compromise. I can't afford to. I can't afford to lower my flag. Let's get back. Let's get back to where He needs the church to be. Let's get back to the place that He's called the church to be. Don't give up the ship. I want to open this altar up. If you need the Holy Ghost, I want you to come up here first. If you need refilled with the Holy Ghost, you come right on up here. If, if, you need, if, you're, if you're not where you need to be, this altar's open to you tonight. And church, I tell you, we need to all lift up our banners high tonight. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't give up the ship. Don't give up the ship.